0: Welcome to WTF is Web3, where we untangle the uncertainties of Web3 technologies. Be sure to check out the show notes for more information, giveaways, and ways to stay in touch. You're also going to want to make sure that you're subscribed to our podcast, our YouTube channel, and our private group so you don't miss out on exclusive content, freebies, and much more. And now for the obligatory disclaimer. None of our content is financial or legal advice. This is strictly for entertainment purposes, and we always encourage you to do your own due diligence before making any financial decisions. Never invest more than you can afford to lose, and always do more research than you feel is necessary. All right, so today we have two special guests, one awesome project. We have Jake and Steve, and they're going to be joining us. To talk about the Vault Collective, and uh, it's a NFT staking project. It's actually something I've never seen happen before, so I'm pretty intrigued, and I've got a lot of questions. I'm sure John does as well. So, yeah. uh, without babbling any further, kick it over to.
1: What's up, guys? What's up? What's up? Thanks for having us. We're excited to be here.
2: Yeah, we're well, awesome. glad to have you guys too. That's awesome. And so, where are you guys right now? So i'm actually in uh, denver colorado oh very cool
3: and colorado. yeah i'm working out of san diego
2: oh okay well, so you guys do you work remote as a team
1: yeah we have a team of six um half our team is in denver and half in san diego um and then we kind of all travel too so we're kind of all over the place but mostly denver and san diego
2: awesome awesome okay so just give a little background. Um, Steve, you are an electrical computer and biomedical, biomedical engineer, and you went to Duke for all that,
1: right? Magical? Yeah. Biomagical. I love it. (laughs) Um, yep. I, uh, background in engineering, um, and I started working in hardware, um, for a couple of years in the medical device industry. And then I was drawn to more entrepreneurial, uh, passions, um, and branched off from there. Um, so I've been self-employed for a, a few years now. Awesome. Um, and we can dive into a little of that, but um, mostly working on predictive modeling, um, using data analytics to um, create machine learning algorithms. And I've been working on that for the past three years full time. Um, and uh, our team, I'm with two other guys that are developers, uh, Tristan and Jeremy, and that's been going really well. And then we got to a really stable point with that and we felt really drawn to Web3. And it's been a leap that we've been waiting for and like really preparing for. So once we were in a stable enough position to uh, self fund our efforts in Web three, we uh, we met up with Jake and made the leap.
2: That's sick. That's awesome, man. And uh, so so Jake, let's just talk about you real quick and introduce you. Yeah, to everybody. a perfect
0: segue to to Jake's background, which is equally impressive. <laughs> Go over go over your go over your, uh, your resume.
2: Yeah, Jacob. So you're a West Point guy, right? Then you um, yeah. you served. So I think you were what a, a captain.
3: Yeah. So currently, I am still an army captain oh. active duty. Oh. But um, so I graduated in 2018 from West Point. Um, immediately went into field artillery training in Oklahoma. Spent six months out there. Not the most exciting place, but had to do it. And then got shipped out to Washington State, uh, which was awesome. Um, Really had a great time up there as an operations officer, did my lieutenant time up there, and then um, got an offer through the Army to play on Team USA Rugby, which is a really unique opportunity. That's awesome. Yeah, it was great. And then so they sent me down to California, uh, San Diego, where the Olympic Training Center is. And um, I had the opportunity to train for Tokyo 2021, ended up blowing out my knee about a month prior to the Olympics, uh, which was pretty pretty crappy but um it ended up being a blessing in disguise because then i started you know being on my phone wondering what web3 was and then i really got into it came up with like this really cool concept steve knew one of the smartest guys ever um was really good friends with my wife actually They, they grew up together best friends so i was like hey you know do you think you could help me out with this um and he's like yeah dude let's give it a shot so we kind of dove in together and that's kind of how we linked up um and our background together so it was yeah it ended up being a blessing in disguise because now I'm you know back ready to go play again training up for 2024 um but Steve and I are you know balls deep in this in this <laughs> that, we're, that we're excited
2: about so dude that's awesome um obviously we'll get a little deeper into the web and three thank stuff you, thank you
0: for your service before we go' Yeah, trying to get the point of doing that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. But uh let's let's pump the bracelet, but I want to talk about rugby a little bit. Yeah. So I, I spent some time in London. I lived there for about two and a half, three years, and I picked up rugby there playing for my business schools team.
1: And you were the, you, know,
2: you were the goalie, right? Yeah, yeah. I was the goalie/slash uh, punter, and it, dude, it's so, so fun, man. It was obviously nowhere near the competitive level you're in, but just picking it up, learning a new sport, I got hooked. So it's awesome here that you're you're taking us to the level, and representing the Eagles, baby. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, it's that's fun.
3: Awesome. I mean, it's it's the best kind of sport because it's the it's the kind that you just smash each other's faces in, and then you just grab a beer after, and you guys are just best friends right after the game. It Doesn't matter. So,
2: yeah, anything awesome. that has beer involved, I'm it's all clear. beer. <laughs> like I'm it's down. it's nonstop beer. It's such a <laughs> culture. It's it's such a blast, and it is there's such a camaraderie there, and it, that probably segregated well into the Web three space because there is that like unity. It's sort of this under-the-radar camaraderie that everyone comes together, even though there may be a zero sum, you know that you could like grow this to get just become bigger overall. And especially and with and NFTs,
0: it's big on community yeah. and stuff like that.
2: How uh do you
0: do you feel that the I know with uh, you know your your military training there's a lot of you know experience with delegation of power, span of control and stuff like that. Um what is there a good translation in you know leading this type of project, especially when people are spread out so much? Is there a, an overlap or was it kind of uh, a little too abstract um, and intangible for that application?
3: I think that's a pretty funny question because it's it's pretty true. Like there's a little bit of overlap. There's a little bit of both to your answer. So there's a little bit of overlap in regards to yeah trying to manage. know a bunch of different things a bunch of different tasks and steve knows too because he's our ceo but like we're just trying to manage the team and guide the ship in the right direction but um i guess it is pretty similar because you know there's so many outside influences and factors like the macro environment obviously crypto markets kind of been like going down recently but um trying to stay like trying to keep the team motivated and you know worked through all the issues in regards to, you know, the trends, the latest trends, the macro environment. And it's, it's been pretty challenging, but um, I think Steve and Steve and I, and you know, everyone else has done a really amazing job of kind of just keeping our heads down and working through what's going on around us. So yeah, there's definitely some trans translation from the army, but um, it is definitely the wild wild west, you know, like there's still (laughs) lingo and, everything that we got to, you know, pick up on. And it's, it's a lot, it's, you know, you're, you're learning as you go and, you know, you're making mistakes and you're learning from them. And, um, but I guess that's kind of like the army too. You kind of just learn as you go. And obviously they have doctrine, you know, like what you are supposed to do in certain situations, but you know, when, when the time comes, it doesn't always turn out that way. So you kind of, you got to react and just make the right decision at the, at the time.
0: Yeah, there's only so much the uh, standards and protocols cover. So let's, uh, let's start diving into the project itself and what exactly it is, because if you just look at the website really quickly, you're going to see some, uh, you know, little fuzzy animals and just think, okay, this is just going to be another, you know, NFT project, a little PFP or something like that. But if you look a little bit closer. They've got a cube or a necklace or something with a number, and that's correlating into more what the project is. And uh, as I mentioned in our opening, it's, it's something I've never seen done before. And it's, it's uh, pretty interesting.
2: Yeah. So tell us a little bit about it. just give us some nuts and bolts so we all be on the same page. All of our listeners can figure out what it is you guys are doing. And then from there, we could talk a little bit about it and then maybe go into some of these cool trends that, you know, maybe not the coolest of trends going on right now, they're looking a little bearish. <laughs> But we can discuss <laughs> yeah. some of that stuff. But let's get some of the nuts and bolts on the
1: table here. Okay. Yeah, I can start if you, you want, Jake. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, please, man. All right. Yeah. So we um, were mostly excited about getting into NFT development uh, because we saw the PFP market as super stagnant. Um, everyone was doing very repetitive things. Um, and for us as developers, one of the coolest things about NFTs and smart contracts is that everything's fully customizable. So Jake came to us with the idea of merging crypto within NFTs. So actually embedding a cryptocurrency like Ether into an NFT, so that the NFT itself now holds the value of the artwork as well as an embedded crypto. Um, and we we ended up evolving that idea into a dynamic artwork NFT collection where users can embed ether into their, into the NFT itself. And the, uh, the NFT artwork actually dynamically updates to display how much ether is in your NFT and through that. So we're really excited about, um, dynamic artwork. First of all, um, we think that's really the trend of where NFTs are going. Um, and there's not a lot of collections doing it yet. And then the, the whole point of dynamic artwork is then having it interact with, users. And like after a user does something, you want the artwork to change and display that. So because our whole collection is dynamic around this embedded ether, um, we have a lot of really cool rarity attributes that you can actually unlock if you are to perform a certain action. So it's it's one of the first NFT collections where your rarity attributes can be earned based on how you interact with the collection. So to really... Oh, sorry, go for it, yeah. I was also going to say, um, you guys also offered to
0: provide some of the NFTs for some listeners and we'll do a raffle for that. Once they have the NFT, is that something that they're going to be able to load or and in, in how does that whole process work?
1: Yeah, so once our NFTs launch, um, hopefully, we're, we're, we're like honestly waiting and being patient with um, current market conditions, but yeah, once sense. once they launch, um we have a website that allows users to interact directly with their nfts and you can go into the website and embed as much ether as you want into the nfts and then you can also there's all these specific unlockable rarity attributes so one for instance is we're going to have royals so that the first person to deposit one ETH in their nft unlocks a royal the first person to unlock to embed 10 ETH in their nft unlocks another royal um and then a hundred and a thousand so We really see this collection as becoming very high value as customers are actually embedding a lot of crypto into these NFTs. And then through our site, it's going to be a very dynamic place where you can see what rarity attributes are still left to be unlocked or which ones are you currently have already hit. And um, yeah, it it should be a very interactive collection uh, that's super different than what anyone's ever done before.
2: And so like when you're interacting with it and you're unlocking some of these attributes, are they randomly assigned or do you have this like menu of all right, you know, this is that and that's this and you can select which attribute you're going to unlock or is it sort of just a roll of the dice? Once you hit this level, there's like 10 or hundred different things that could be unlocked
1: at that value point. Yeah, so it's all predefined, um, but there are half of the attributes roughly, or there's some of the attributes that we will announce ahead of time that like, you know, if you deposit hundred ETH, you're going to unlock a royal. But then there's also a lot of hidden unlockables throughout our collection that um, no one will know ahead of time. That's cool. So like yeah. an example is the first person to deposit four point two zero ETH will get the weed guy. Um, like so, we have a lot of those scattered throughout. It's our not collection. really a secret anymore, man. You just yeah, broadcasted that's, it. That's the only one. That's the only one that we're announcing. Um, okay. And then there's a lot more of those scattered throughout the collection.
2: Oh, that's cool. I like that. So there's some good Easter eggs through there, scattered around. You can unlock some of these cool attributes. That, that's awesome. I think that'll help, really help the community. What's your idea to sort of build a community around that? I don't know if you sort of have a deeper roadmap, how these are gonna play into an ecosystem, but I'm curious on sort of your thoughts on what sort of storyboard you put together and how you come up with this um, overall value prop for it. Like, what does that process look like?
1: Yeah, we really see this as the collection for ETH hodlers. Um, obviously, there's a lot of ETH investors out there that are already in NFTs, and there's also a lot that aren't. Um, but we really see this as a, a center place for ETH hodlers to connect with other investors. We're we're hoping to add a lot of value on that front too, of like investment advice and like newsletters and access to those things, as well as just a community for everyone to um, to to work together. And then also um, the staking part is a really big piece that we haven't discussed yet, is that our NFTs will be holding a lot of ETH and we um, will be staking that ETH on the back end automatically for people. So right now, you can stake your ETH directly, but we want to be the first NFT collection to add the, the staking liquidity through NFTs.
2: So how does that work? So is that
1: part of the embedded ETH that you're looking at or is that something separate? Exactly, yeah. So when you, let's say you embed one ETH into your NFT, then on the back end, the smart contract will automatically take that and stake it for you in a staking pool. Oh, that's and interesting. Whenever, you, whenever you want to unstake, you. so that's one thing we haven't discussed, is we're permanently fusing the NFT and the Ether. So you're never allowed to withdraw the ETH unless you burn your NFT.
0: That was one question I was having is like, would I be able to, get all the, uh, you know, get the royal status and bling out one of my NFTs and then withdraw it, keep that, and then there'd be some kind of value to the NFT. But this makes sense. So if people wouldn't be going, because obviously that's what everybody would do. They'd just put the ETH in there. Yeah. <laughs> and, okay, so this makes sense. So it's yeah. kind of like, um, it's it's like, ter- like tying it up
2: permanently in it, which. Well, I, well I think- what's like the liquidation value then? When you burn it, is it whatever that ETH plus staking residual has accumulated to, or is there additional value based on like market price and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, exactly. It'll. We're, we're not taking any fee on the withdrawal side of things. Um, so when you when you burn your NFT, and if your NFT has one ETH in it, you'll get that one ETH sent directly to the wallet address that owns the NFT. Got it. Um, right at the point of burning it. But then if you are opted into our staking program. Um, then you'll also get the, the staking rewards as well at that time.
2: Okay, cool. I like that too, because then it it provides an incentive to hold on to it because whatever the market value is of the NFT itself, you're getting yeah. that on top of, it's a bit like real estate, you know? Like you have, yeah. you have yeah. the for capital sure. appreciation, you have the rent coming in, then you want to sell it and for different values, I guess it'd be like, like it's, it's almost like an Airbnb thing where you rent out an Airbnb and you're paying rent and when you cancel the rent, you just get the rent roll coming in um it's a it's a it's a neat concept i like it a lot i can see a lot of analogies to sort of off chain where it would make a lot of sense for some normies to sort of get this a forensic click
0: so did you say that so so for instance let's say i deposit one ETH in and i stake it would the staking go into that NFT? Well, basically, would it be reflected in the, uh, the NFT's price? Because each NFT is going to have that display price, or is that just like an example?
2: Oh, that's interesting. Okay.
0: Like the, yeah, the so, numerical display, will that change with the staking, or does that just, is that just based on what I've
1: deposited into that ETH, or embedded, I should say? Yeah, it's just based on what's deposited, okay. um, the, the base ETH amount, and then all the staking rewards are additional on top of that. And then we're working through whether the like the owner of the NFT can be pulling out those staking rewards as they go and leaving their base ETH amount in there or if, if we should just Let it roll,
2: baby. That. Yeah, let yeah, it you know, like run. <laughs> how many how many
0: decimal points do you guys have
1: reserved for the uh the digital display or the the numerical display? It's only, um, so we have set values that you're allowed to embed. Um, so at low amounts, it's two decimal points. And then it, once you get above one ETH, then it's only one decimal point, And then above 10 ETH, there's no decimal points. So at that point, you're, you're locked into like 10, 11, 12, 13, and you can only deposit enough to get you to the next increment. Gotcha. That's what I was wondering is like,
0: how'd you work out like the artwork? And what if I put in like 0.00001 E? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> how, how'd you come up with this idea? It was that like a discussion between the two of you? Or was this like a, like a shower? Is this cycle? your recovery
2: bed idea, Jake? Yeah.
3: <laughs> no, I, I mean, you could ask Steve, we, we started off in the, like at the very beginning with something com- like last October, honestly, uh, November was something completely different. And then we started, you know, we got a full legal team, uh, Pericles, or regulatory team, um, just to make sure that obviously we're doing things the right way. Because it gets into a lot of like, you know, issues, like especially with everything going on with the crypto crackdown and all that kind of stuff. So we had a combination of them, a combination of six other heads together um, for the last, you know, eight months of just it's like a pinball machine. It was like, well, what if we do this? Well, can we do this? And we talked to our legal team. They're like, no, but you can kind of do this or you can do this. We're like, okay, let's do that one. Cause I don't want like any gray area. So that we started, you know, going back and forth. And then we finally came up with this really cool concept of really a gamification of a PFP collection um, that also enables like our really cool concepts. Um, and Steve, I don't know if we want to talk about, you know, cause this, obviously this technology can like apply to many different types of things. Um, you know, like NFTs is kind of our proof of concept and the staking mechanism is great, but I think something that something else that got us really excited was our, you know, our game ecosystem, Steve. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, so- yeah, I can speak to that. To that.
1: Yeah. So we, our, our technology is really a dynamic art system as well as custom smart contracts to hold cryptocurrency. So with that, like this, the Vault Collective is our uh, Genesis collection, but we, our goal is to launch games for all of our Genesis holders afterwards. Um, And those games, we're really excited to bring gamification to the NFT level itself. Like right now there's a lot of game ecosystems where you can play games using NFTs, but the, the NFTs themselves aren't really dynamically changing that much. And we, we see a big um, opportunity for NFTs to be interacting directly with one another. Kind of like, I don't know if you guys have seen the, the merge collection where um, NFTs are absorbing one another. Um, yeah. But we, we're, we plan to launch a lot of viral games and tournaments where people are buying in for certain amounts. And then these NFTs are absorbing one another based on simple childish games. Um, and yeah, we're we're pretty excited to take our technology and, and apply it to some some new fun games once we uh, launch our Genesis collection.
0: And I, I saw that you guys mentioned that they're going to be skill based games. Do you have any uh, hints that you're allowed to disclose as to what type of skill rugby? Is, like, this is a lot of rugby. Rugby. <laughs> <Yeah. Now laughs>
2: I see. In real life, nah, yeah, yeah, it's all <laughs> sure coming back.
1: <laughs> we uh, we can't give too much info there, but um, yeah, the, our goal is to really like. Um, kind of go after the, um, the really simple, um, I can't even remember. What's the, uh, the Netflix show. um, Uh, Yeah. yeah, Like very simple, Uh, childish,
2: simple, childish, but yet your life's on the line. And I, but but exactly what's that
1: high stakes. So like nice of highest of games, the highest of stakes with tens and tens and hundreds of ETH on the line, you know, uh, it could get uh, super interesting. <laughs> and, and I think, I think
0: I heard there's a rumor that they've signed on for another season. Although I feel like the first, they're doing
2: an actual re- game show, squid game. Well, I know Mr. You so sign something. up and, and die. Yeah, but, that's but, for a while. Wow. But if, if that does work out with, with
0: the launch, that would be some good timing to uh, replicate some of their games. Yeah. yeah. That's that would. interesting. Yeah. So you have a lot of layers to this. Is there any um, – you've got you know the, ga- the gaming aspect. Is there any uh, metaverse type of tie-in that
2: you guys That's might be just, considering? Yeah, going the going metaverse, up? yeah. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm, I'm interested by the <laughs> metaverse stuff. But it's
2: even a good application. Because if you're trying to do a standalone gaming for this, obviously that makes tons of sense so you can build it out the way you want it and have them interact a certain way. But if you can also bridge that gap and bring them to some sort of existing metaverse, I just like it because it meshes totally. and, and stuff so well. Uh, any thoughts there, or is that something still further down the roadmap?
3: Yeah, I see. you want me to speak on this really quick? Yeah, I think I think that we originally, back to our original idea back last October, was you know the the jewelers of the metaverse. Like we wanted to, you know, allow people to wear their crypto wear any crypto um kind of like as a as a wearable asset
2: and i think uh, this was the original
3: idea when you guys first came yeah, out. yeah it was kind of like the the, the the big i'd say the big vast grand idea but we wanted yeah. to start small obviously because that's that would be a really big undertaking um so yeah our original idea we wanted to make a name for ourselves is like the crypto jewelers and you know like nfts are described as the the skins that you can own or like the objects in the metaverse that you can own. And like, you know, Atari or any other big gaming company doesn't own um, that you don't borrow from. So we were thinking like, what if you could, you know, similar to ready player one, what if you could just wear, you know, like a, a Bitcoin, you know, sheath or like a Bitcoin shield and you have a Ethereum sword and, you know, people are running around the metaverse like, Oh my gosh, like, those are Dogecoin-encrusted shoes. And, you know, like those Nikes have, you know, they're blinged out in Ethereum. You know, like that was kind of like the original idea. So I think... That's the crypto embedded. Okay. I, I, see, yeah. I
2: see where the, the this yeah. genesis came yeah. or the sort of chain of thought sort of led to the... Yeah. You guys are right now. It yeah.
0: I, I think that's pretty genius because I... there There is some there are some obvious you know there's wearables that you can get that will vary in price and based on how rare they are but you really only know about them if you're involved in just that project and Mm -hmm. whether or not they have a utility in that project you know some some may or may not but i think this is pretty genius in that aspect where it's like like you're saying it's like the louis vuitton it's like okay that should not just an accessory like that specifically this designer i know what's even better about this is there's probably some way to look at their profile or see that asset and be like, okay, there's 10 ETH that got him that he needed to have, you know, to, to achieve that crown or whatever else. Yeah. I like that it it, it also um, kind of solidifies the value of the NFT versus it just being purely subjective. Yeah, or it's, not arbitrary. Arbitrary. yeah it's Yeah, it's just like, how much are you willing to pay for a, a bored ape? Whereas, like this is like right, <laughs> value is this then it's also the 4.2 ETH version of it. So it's
2: like you're not trying to change and create a brand new unit of measurement, right? Like no. you know, everybody yeah, yeah. things, everyone knows how much an iPhone costs, right? Like that's all right, about thirteen hundred bucks. But it's difficult to get to that point to be that standard that people know. And I see what you're saying because people do look at things and think value, and it's it's a good idea to sort of get that metric and know what ballpark it's in. So when you can use an existing unit of measurement as the added value, like it, it's brilliant. Like, I think it's a really cool idea.
1: Yeah. I think it's- Yeah, thanks. Nice. And I think-, I think yeah had a, What was that? Uh, I was gonna say, yeah, like, you were mentioning the the base, baseline intrinsic value, and that's one of our big value adds is, especially in Web3 right now, if you want to show off a lot of wealth and the, a lot of exclusivity, and like the fact that you're really committed to Web3, you have to buy a very volatile, high value NFT, like days. and they can go from Hundred thousand dollars to fifty thousand um, dollars, very quickly. Versus, you can through this technology, you can really showcase your wealth and showcase a high value um, item. But there, the floor price is the embedded crypto.
2: Yeah, yeah. So you're still exposed to the risk of the crypto, but you're not adding another layer of risk onto this thing. Which uh, right. which makes a lot yeah. of sense. And yeah. you have
3: you remain duly invested in both assets. So it's not like, okay, am I going to spend my ETH and in- You know, stake it, or am I going to spend my ETH on an NFT that hopefully goes up and doubles? Now it's like I'm still invested in crypto, and I have a cool NFT. You know, if you call our NFTs cool, but um, (laughs) now you're invested in the NFT and crypto market at the same time. Now it's not one or the other.
2: Where does the predictive analytics come into play here? So I want to know how how that (laughs) became a segue into this, and how you're you're utilizing that skill set and experience and what you're doing right now.
1: Yeah, it's a good question. It hasn't bridged over too much yet. Um, It's really been just our self-funding source that has funded our efforts in Web3. Um, But there is a lot of predictive analytics to be done in Web3. So that is definitely a future item that um we we should bridge over algorithms at some point and uh start to use them for for web3 purposes (laughs) yeah that'll be useful for the staking right all
2: all the yeah all the investment applications that you're doing off chain surely have great applications on chain but you mentioned you're you're doing self-funding and i'm really interested in sort of the nuts and bolts, how people like the two of you get started with uh, a web three company. And some of the guests we've had, we like to sort of dive in. I don't know. I'm like a n- really big nerd with this stuff and the business aspect of it and how you guys got started and some of these things. So you guys came together, Jacob, you said you reached out to Steve with the idea and you sort of took it from there, but like to actually get started, did you guys start with an MVP, you sort of self-funded, you look for financing. What did the first couple steps of um, your guys' project actually look like on the ground?
1: Yeah, early stages, we um, first focused on assembling our team and really solidifying the product we wanted to build. Um, And we all contributed money towards the project and we've all, haven't been taking a salary at all from the company for this whole year. So we've been very bootstrapped um, and it's really just, we're all putting in um, incredible man hours Uh, free of charge just to get this off the ground Um, and yeah so we really see this as a big investment of time to build something that we're passionate about Um, but yeah overall we didn't we didn't pursue any fundraising paths we um, have really just been focused on getting to launch and growing our community and um, once we can launch our genesis collections then from there onward we can add in the, the games and a lot of other offerings that we're promising the community um, with the revenue from the initial launch.
2: And so like, how does the actual, again, I'm, I'm gonna go super inside baseball here and in the weeds with like the business structure of it, but you have like one overarching company, like you have the Vault Collective, but you said that's the Genesis Collection. Yeah, the VLT it's, Technologies I noticed, is that is that like mm-hmm. the umbrella?
1: Exactly, yep. Yeah, we incorporated under VLT Technologies um, and then, we're all owners of VLT Technologies, and then VLT, in parallel, is starting to explore some opportunities to partner with other brands in the space, um, other bigger brands that don't have techn- the technology built and are interested in licensing it. So we're exploring that in parallel, but we're mostly interested in uh, the Vault Collective and growing our own community and our own uh, games and, and really going that path internally, but we are pursuing some partnership opportunities too. Cool, cool, that makes
2: sense. And sorry, just just one more thing. You mentioned yeah. the legal team, that got me excited, man. I'm, I'm the lawyer. Yeah, he's, he's and they a gotta low, make money, nice. the lawyers gotta make money. <laughs> I'm excited to see some some paychecks going their way. How, are you paying them or are they doing equity? I'm, I'm curious on how that's looking, because I know there are some new web three law firms coming up that are taking equity in some projects. I'm curious of your experiences in dealing with that.
1: Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, great question. They are taking equity. Um, so it's a, a safe agreement. So based on the services they provide um, at our first point of fundraising in the future, they it, their services will get converted to a percentage of equity. Um, and for us, it's yeah really cool because we obviously are bootstrapped um, and the company is called Pericles. Um, if anyone wants to get connected with them, definitely reach out. But they've been really helpful. Specifically, like there's a lot of projects out there that aren't following any regulatory guidelines right now and they're just saying oh we'll we'll deal with it later and obviously like the SEC is starting to really crack down on people and projects Um, so that's been a top priority for us um, from the beginning is making sure that everything we're doing is completely legal obviously Jacob and uh, as a captain in the army like we are we are very determined that we will not be uh, pushing any limits on that Uh, so but yeah they've been a huge help
2: Kudos to you guys and getting ahead of that stuff. I know that's a hard, a hard pill to swallow too, to, to want to get that stuff out of the way early on. So I'm glad you guys are doing that. Yeah. It's a smart move based on my personal
0: experience in business. The the time that you don't want to throw money at paperwork is normally the time when you should be throwing money into the paperwork because (laughs) it becomes much more expensive when you don't have it later on, but that's. That's another story. Um, now I'm imagining there's no cap. You don't have a max of how many NFTs can be minted because there's
1: really no reason to limit it with this type of collection. Is that correct? It's a good question. We currently will, or we're currently planning to cap it, but we're waiting to decide that cap until we uh, have our community more solidified.
0: So just to cap the um, genesis, that, I guess that makes sense. So that you sorry, like, yeah, initial yeah. contributors, and then there's an inherent value of those NFTs. Mm-hmm. Um that's uh that, that that'll be cool. Now is there going to be a price to mint the NFTs or is it just you've got an ETH to put in put it in and now you got a
1: koala. it will be a small price um we we definitely see this as a a like a valuable collection relative to like other free mints. Um, I mean, we've obviously put a lot of effort into the tech and uh, the dynamic artwork. So we're going to charge a little bit for the mint, but nothing outrageous. It'll be a pretty reasonable mint price. Okay. And that's to be expected. Like you said, you guys
0: are putting in a ton of man hours. So just being, you know, uh, minting for free would kind of make this a much harder way to see a return on this. And I'm imagining yeah. through this staking, you guys are, are taking a small percentage of that.
1: Yeah, yeah. we... A, a very small percentage um, there, there are some, yeah, it, it won't be significant really, but there is um, a small percentage of that. But then um, honestly, a lot of it is just through the initial mint revenue and then the recurring revenue from resales um, is, is really the, the where we plan to make the most revenue. All right. Well, um, Oh, through the resales of
0: once they're, they're loaded. Okay. I got you. I was about to say yeah. with NFTs, you know, one of the ways, like with free mints they make money obviously is off of the built-in royalties but with something like this it probably won't have as high of a volume of uh you know being traded around so uh, that makes a lot more sense that you guys are making some money off of this staking which i I think is Mm -hmm. a pretty brilliant model um now with the recent merge with speaking
1: of
2: staking how, yeah. how
1: did that, how,
0: how that, you know, how far off did you guys see that? What were your initial thoughts of um, how that would impact the project and how do you feel it impacted it, whether accelerating or maybe uh, making you want to um, go back to the drawing board on some stuff?
1: <laughs> um, personally, I'm still super excited about the merge. Um, I'm a big East investor and I... Like long term, I think it's a huge step forward for Ethereum, but um, obviously right now the market didn't react as such. (laughs) Um, So I think um, we definitely saw a lot more excitement around the like Ethereum space and and we definitely got some more excitement in our project due to it. But um, I I think just the overall bear market right now and like the the macro economy is just too heavy for everything to be (laughs) succeeding right now. Yeah.
0: It's it, the, it's the typical buy the rumor, sell the news exactly type what thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. I was going say it paid no immediate benefit for a space that loves seeing immediate benefit. Yeah. So the right. second right. happened that, that switch was flipped, it it didn't really change a whole lot for the people that jumped in, or a lot of a lot of the people that jumped in, and so that saw a lot of I think the pullback from it.
0: And I think a lot of people, it, it's hard. I've, I've had a discussion with someone recently and it was about something, is it a, a, a business uh, model, but it applies to this where when you're in it, you feel like it's everywhere. Like when you, when you're like, okay, I want to, I want to buy, you know, the, the new, you know, 370 Z now you're going to start seeing 370 Z's everywhere you go. Whereas with this, we feel like we understand the difference between proof of authority, proof of staking, proof of work and all that jazz. Whereas there's other people out there, like I was talking to some guys yesterday and they don't understand. Like one guy was like, so which one is the one to invest in? Is it Bitcoin or cryptocurrency? And it's like, (laughs) okay. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I need a coffee. Uh, (laughs) We're going to figure this out. But I think that might also be a part of it is there's so many people who, I mean, we're still so early in it. And to us, yeah. it feels like we're, we're still way, way, way behind. But there's so many people where even if they understand the difference between Ethereum and Bitcoin, now you've got to explain proof and energy consumption right. and all that jazz. So that, that also contributes. Like you said, the overarching bear market is also going to hold everything down. So even when we see POPs, I think it'll it'll still be quite some time before we see some real runs but i think it's cool i'm surprised it happened it it seemed like one of those things when i first heard it being discussed to be it was like yeah wouldn't that be awesome and then it actually like started happening i was like no there's no
2: way this is gonna happen and it took a little bit right like this obviously has been in the works for a bit and we we've all been sort of sitting there waiting like it's gonna happen it's gonna happen in august oh it looks like it's gonna happen in september and then, so just that anticipation, like the writing's been on the wall, so it sort of baked into the value. And uh, you know, like you said, a lot of people just knew something was happening. They had no clue what it was or what it meant or implications. They just knew there was a big event. Let me jump in because I think that maybe this is going to mean something. And years passed in the bull market. It did, right? The, the stupidest news right. is just flip the switch so fast that it just created this this uh, crescendo of just positive excitement. And it's just not there right now because of this pressure coming from this bear market and these rates. I mean, the Fed just increased the rates again yesterday. Yeah. So there's there's a lot going yeah. on. Um, but it's it's overall good news. Like I'm 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 pumped. I think it's going to be great for the, the community and ecosystem.
0: Yeah, I've, I've been in it long enough to now look at bear markets as just opportunities. Like everyone gets bummed out because the portfolio is down, but <laughs> your time horizon, is, if your was it your time preference is far enough out you're happy because now it allows you to acquire more stuff at a better price. So if you really believe in it, you really understand it, and you really know that this is inevitable, I, I'll welcome the bear market um, because I'll just get to stack more. Yeah, yeah.
2: Totally. So, <laughs> well, guys, yeah. We, uh, we've been on for a bit here, but I do wanna just touch to some of these hobbies and stuff like that. Like, Jacob, I wanna go a little bit more into rugby. We kinda touched on that superficially <laughs> and see, let me know like what else you do outside of j- jabbing away on the keyboard. But um, <laughs> Jacob, real quick, are you doing sevens or 12s and for everyone out there that's not familiar with rugby it's a it's the the true beautiful game
3: <laughs> yeah so I'm I'm playing sevens right now um, and same size field as, uh you know normal rugby 15s or they have you know they're starting to come out with like 11s 12s they're tens um, so it's 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 honestly I think there's different variations but the two main variations are actually 15s and sevens um, yeah Said that, yeah he said 12s, but that's all right because oh, wow. I'm sure there's a 12s out there, so it doesn't it's, expose him. He doesn't ah. like <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, <sorry. laughs> but uh, no there's so I play sevens and it's it's pretty exciting because you know we play on this thing called the HSBC World Series, um, where we just play, you know we're on you know 12 to 14 other countries throughout the year and we play in different countries from you know November till May um about two countries a month. Um, like within two countries a month, but we play tournaments um two weekends of uh that month and it's it's unreal because you play, you know, New Zealand, Australia, England, you know, some of the top teams in the world, um, and you get to travel around the world with them and you guys just meet up in certain stops. So, you know, Dubai, Hamilton, um, you know, Australia. Hong Kong, you know, just the the coolest locations and you get to just play the sport you love. So, um, you know, it's, it definitely scratches the travel itch. Um, sometimes, you know, it's, it's nice to just be at home and not really do anything. Um, but it is also awesome to just travel the world. And then, yeah, when I am home, um, like my, my favorite thing is the ocean. So, you know, I do everything in the ocean from fishing to spearfishing is actually probably my favorite hobby. So, my brother actually lives down here and we go spearfishing maybe once a week. So um, we're out there just, you know, finding calmness from the chaotic world in the water and just, you know, spearing oh. fish and, and, you know, cooking them right up that night. So that's like my favorite hobby outside of rugby and web three. So.
2: Casey and I are right here in the water too. And I was, my, my wife and I were looking for hobbies. We're starting new jobs here in a couple of weeks and we're like, all right, we got to get dive certified. We got to get out. To I want to do that too. Like
1: I want
0: to do
2: advanced. So oh, I'll, then I'll get on yeah. the rescue team.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You guys, you guys definitely need to give it a shot. Cause especially out in Florida, I mean, there's, I mean, some of those lobster out there are really nice too. So you guys can oh, just man. dive for lobster and I mean, you know, you probably spend premium money at, you know a restaurant to get some lobster but you just dive in the water for
2: free yeah i, I like for a lobster too. To tell you the truth like i i, I think it's fine and I'm, I'm not i'm not picky about my lobster and lobster season going down in the keys it's just a blast like it's just a yeah. good time to get down there get out in the water get some sun um and we're so close to the gulf stream anyone that's not aware like the gulf stream is super deep area of the water and it just drops off right off where we are <laughs> so it's it's super close uh did you do you play with carlin Isles at all yeah, yeah, yeah. How fast yeah. is that dude? He's super fast, <laughs> fastest, fastest dude in the world when it comes
3: to <laughs> rugby. So, yeah, he's uh, he's our teammate. Um, I think that's he's awesome. I think he's taking the last year off, but I'm pretty sure he's coming back. So excited to have him back.
2: So, do you play like the Hong Kong Sevens? Like yeah, so,
3: yeah. So that's actually coming up in November. So the first weekend of November um, should be wild. headed off to Hong Kong.
2: That's, that's you know. like a, this big tournament that people go to. They get dressed up. It's just like a yeah. huge fest, too. Really? Like saying, it's like yeah. a massive. It's a big deal. Like, yeah. like What's yeah. the attendance usually for something like that?
3: Uh, to be honest, I don't know. I just know that it's – I think it's the biggest uh, sporting event in Hong Kong. Um, wow. So it's, it's pretty cool. Um, I've personally never been. I've only, you know, seen um, videos and watched uh, past years play. But I'm, I'm really excited to put my hand up this year and hopefully – Get a spot on the travel roster and make it happen now that I'm healthy and back to normal. So and now that COVID is somewhat over, I'm I don't know how it's gonna be over there, you know, with everything going on, but hoping that the tournament goes on and that it's an enjoyable one for the crowd and you know, the rest of the world. So excited. Steve,
2: a- you got to go and support him. If he, if he has
3: yeah,
1: hundred percent. I'll be there.
3: <laughs> I'll give all this this whole group right here free tickets if we. Yeah, so there we go. You guys make it out there.
1: Get you guys out. Yeah, yeah. I'll,
0: I'll clear the schedule. And uh, <laughs> Steve, what what do you do to keep yourself busy and and kind of de stress? Because I know I could work almost endlessly in front of the computer, but I know it's kind of healthy to force yourself away from it. What do you do? Uh, in Colorado, you hit the slopes in season. You get out there. I know there's a lot of
2: good hiking fun stuff. Great yeah. hiking. If you get in the river, yeah,
1: yeah. I do a lot of skiing. Um, I've been skiing since age of two, and I I love it. Uh, so skiing is definitely like my favorite hobby, and I'm getting getting really stoked for uh, winter to come around. And then I uh, do a lot of backpacking and rock climbing out here too. Actually, um, cool. I've gotten into rock climbing pretty recently, but that's a super fun activity. It, it's super. Calming. It's all like just you on the wall trying to solve this puzzle of figuring out how to to get up the wall. And it's just, it's definitely a very meditative uh, sport. And then I, I also I can't do it in Colorado, but I love scuba diving. So I definitely recommend uh, you guys getting certified. It's It's so worth it. And it lasts for life. <laughs>
2: You have two watermen here. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like in, in yeah. Florida
1: we're not getting the full uh They bang for
2: our buck here. What are we doing? Yeah, we're, just, we're we're only getting
0: get getting half of it by staying on the land and like, my, my yeah. shuffleboard
2: yeah. game is so good though, I'm really taking <laughs> advantage of that. That reminds
0: me we got bingo tomorrow night. Oh
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, so guys, um, what's your uh, your your handle? Like, give us some like social media well, I've handles got some and more stuff. Like, oh, oh, oh. I, still,
0: right. I still got some. You guys have time. Okay. I'm All wondering. Right. Um, you know, obviously we we see this as a it's a very tumultuous landscape, and I'm always curious as to what the marketing. Uh, and awareness strategies are for these brands? Like, are are you guys just going to kind of grind it out? Are you guys going to pay influencers? Are you going to leverage your networks? Like, what do you have up your sleeve to really get the word out about the uh, um, the Vault Collective? Yeah,
2: open up that kimono. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's a great
3: question. Like, we've definitely found our, like, had our fair share of challenges. Um, like, I know you guys have been in the space for a while. So you guys remember the Discord grind? Like those, oh, yeah. yeah
2: to be honest at this point yeah. I, I hated it forever but i, I kind of get this like a little itch sometimes like, oh, yeah man, I wish I could be no. Uh, yeah no that's 100% how i feel
3: because before like when i first got into it is it discord 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 you got to grind in the discord to get a wireless spot to meet new people kind of like grow your brand grow yourself and you know as this project is you know developed throughout the time um that we've been working on it we've realized that you know it's discord is definitely kind of died a little bit. So then it's like, okay, now we're we going to do so, you know, it was like, okay, influencers seem to be the, you know, like banks and those, those type of individuals, Gary Vee. And it was like, okay, let's like try to allocate some money to like, try to, you know, approach some of those guys. And then those guys started dying off and we're like, okay. So we've been very, you know, conservative with our strategy. We haven't just div like dove in and like taken one approach. And then now it's Twitter spaces. So I think um, we ha- we didn't spend any money on uh, influencers and um, didn't spend too much time in Discord because we were still in our developmental phase. But right now we're kind of um, finally getting our feet under us with the Twitter spaces um, and really just talking, you know, like you guys. We're just kind of putting, our- putting ourselves out there as, you know, I'm Jacob, this is Steve, and this is our project. And we're trying to grow super organically. We're not buying followers. We're not doing any of that kind of stuff. And like Steve said earlier, we're really trying to grind through this, you know, Crypto Winner or however you want to call it. We're just really trying to show people that we have a legit product and we don't need to, you know, buy followers or do any of that kind of stuff. We really just want to grow organically by word of mouth uh, through people like you, uh, you too. And thank you again for this opportunity because this is exactly what we want is just um, to be able to talk about it and show the world like who we are and that we're real people. We're not going to rug pull you. Um, we have, you know, good backgrounds and, trustworthy, you know, product. And, um, that's kind of our strategy right now is really just grind it out. Um, you know, go with the market, you know, it's pretty slow. We're not going to force it down people's throat. Um, but yeah, just kind of, kind of grow every day, just kind of, you know, try to get opportunities like this and, um, just discuss it really and just be real.
0: Yeah. And I, I think that's, it's, it's not as fun as, you know, mooning or in, going Lambo, but it is what seems to be the most sustainable. There's projects that I absolutely adore and they haven't even fully minted yet. In fact, one of my favorite NFT projects hasn't fully minted yet, but there's also some legitimacy in that because everybody who's in the community, the price out also hasn't seen a radical drop just because everyone knows about the project. They know about the people behind it. And like I said, it's not the sexiest. Uh, you know, thing for the bank account, but it's it's long-term, st- you know, sustainability that's really going to matter. And with a project like this that has a real utility, it's easy for, I, I could easily see a community, community being built behind this, especially when you think about how, um, you know, devout the ETH followers are, this is a great way t- for them to uh, flex their support. Because really it's like, the, the ETH follower, the ETH maximalist and the Bitcoin maximalist are the two. Like that's that, those are the two warring maximalists and the Bitcoin maximalists are, are nuts. I, I love what they say. <laughs> I, I buy a lot of it, but they're probably the most aggressive. Um, but those two camps are, are the, the two where they do need something to flex their support. And this is, a, I think, a, a great outlet for that i think this is a really cool idea all, all i'm thinking is like rappers what do they do as soon as they start making money they show you they're gonna get their mark jacob walk <laughs> or whatever they're gonna get their mark necklace jacob is it make mark jacob no jacob of jacob i don't know i don't know i'm not a rapper. there's
2: richard M- mille which are like the like yeah, five hundred thousand. got gotta get a Millie, yeah
0: yeah
2: uh yeah dude I, I think it's a really cool concept um and we, we appreciate the nice words and we're really glad to talk to people like you yeah. too because it's a, it's an interesting community there are definitely some rug pullers some hustlers some shysters out there but there's a lot of just true good people genuine people really interested in the space really want to build this community to what it was and what we know it can be and where it will be and the conversations like this are just just a fun way to do that and, and reinforce I,
0: that. I can tell you we get so many requests for interviews and when you start like five minutes on their site and you're just like this is This is nothing this is just a pfp they've got nothing they're not docs they've got there's no reason to bet on them let alone showcase them to anybody else so we you know obviously want to filter people out um, and only you know give time to projects that we think have something that is not only unique but also legit because you can make something that is legit but it's already being done this is something that I haven't seen before so I was very uh, I was very intrigued when it came across our radar that's, that's he was what, happy to talk to a rugby players yeah so. definitely and that,
2: <laughs> that's one of the benefits of sort of a, a lull in a market right because it shakes out a lot of the shaft.
0: yeah a lot of people want to launch a project when you know it's a bull run but you know where are they now they stopped working on it they're not funded they did the rug pool so I think uh, you guys grinding it out as much as it sucks I think this is where you, you build that solid foundation.
2: So we kind of teased at the top of this thing, and speaking of marketing, but um, I think we discussed, or you guys are interested in maybe having some freebies or some sort of gifts or awards for some of the <laughs> listeners and followers. Um, do you have a, any idea on how you want to do that? Do you want to do some sort of a cool game with that? Or do you want us to figure that out? Or we can figure can out something a, in the future? I could do
0: a link, actually. I'll do a capture form in the show notes. I could figure out, uh, sign up, and I can send you guys the information if you want to do it that
2: way. And you guys do a drawing or I don't do know. A drawing. so. So I don't know if you guys are aware, but we like to do oh, kind the of, game of okay, yeah. Like right. we, we do like games of this, like scavenger hunts or like riddles and stuff like that. And so yeah. I don't know if you guys have something in mind or if you want to work with us on how we want to do that. So to give you around. an
0: idea, this one was not executed. I didn't think this one all the way through, but we still had fun with it. Basically, <laughs> we, good. Were, we, were, good. we were we <laughs> we were dropping a uh, we were dropping a hint every day. And that hint, the answer to that riddle or whatever would be of uh, one of the words in the seed phrase. And in that seed phrase, we loaded okay. it with a bunch of NFTs. Well, I didn't realize that as you get towards the end, there being only so many words. We should have made it mm-hmm. more
2: random. There, there was actually like yes. a chronological order where Someone got uh, into it a, a few days early, which, uh, <laughs> which is even more impressive. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, they didn't hack
0: it. They didn't cheat. They just, I just That's didn't get through it. Think it yeah, that was a good. One. It scared me because It was empty. He just showed yeah. up. He's like, "It's empty." Yeah. It's empty. Well, our <laughs> first one contacted me, and they they said that they got into uh, an account. Or no, it wasn't the person who who got into it at first. It was another person who brought our, it to our attention. And at first, I was like, "Did I give the seed phrase?" I, was I giving out the seed phrase for one of my own like wallets? And I is like, Ooh. first thing, it was literally like four in the morning, and I'm driving. And I was like, just got a panic. I was like is that did, did they get into my wallet like oh my god what did i do luckily it was the right wallet but uh yeah that, that was a learning experience so if, if you guys have any ideas for a game like that we have some others there's actually one girl in our, our group she loves those type of uh challenges and she loves um going
2: through it's different like what she of, does yeah. yeah professionally she's a professional yeah, she like a puzzle solver and everything like that which is like, oh, oh my god so cool <laughs> So I, I don't know. Just just throw the ball, you guys. If if you have some sort of plan on, on how you want to do that, or if you just yeah, because wanna... raffles
0: are kind of lame. I forgot. I forgot we wanted to do it's another lame. one. Maybe
2: they want to do it. And just... Yeah. <laughs> well, if you want to do it.
3: No, I think I mean I'm I'm super open to having you know you guys or us working together on um, like how we want to do it. But yeah, we're we're offering three free mints when we're ready to mint. Obviously, so we're what we've been doing is. You know, we've done giveaways in the past and we're just getting their ETH address as well as their, uh, you know, Twitter handle. And we're keeping them on like a little database off chain. Cool. So um, yeah, if you guys, we could link up off- offline or um, figure it out then. But yeah, we're super, super into the idea of game- gamifying this as well as, you know, anything else you guys want it because we love
2: we love gamification. So yeah. All right. So Squid Games challenges for sure. <laughs> <So>
0: one, <laughs> one other question. I noticed you've got, We've got rabbits and koalas and all sorts of animals. Do you guys have any apes? Did
1: you intentionally avoid that? <laughs> no apes. We have a right. chimp, a, a, like a young chimp. Um, but yeah, no, no adult apes at all. Our, all right. our concept don't... is we like the young, kind of like middle-aged, uh, youthful animals. because it, it, We like the contrast of like these young people in Web3 flaunting all this wealth. So we're excited for our collection to, to show a chimp with a big ass vault on his neck. <laughs> yeah, no,
0: I dig it. I like the the PFPs. I, I like the the whole idea of everything. I think it's a really unique idea. And uh,
2: yeah, yeah, I dig it, man. So, so where can people find you guys? What's your ads? What's uh, some ways they get a hold of you and check out everything that you guys are up to?
3: So yeah, um, I think we have a link tree set up with you guys about like the company and um, obviously the Vault Collective. Twitter handle and, um, you know, websites and stuff. But yeah, I guess my personal would be at Jacob Lakina. It's not really that creative, but, um, that's pretty much what I'm known as on Instagram. Um, and then at web three jock is my uh, Twitter
2: handle. So that's what we know you as. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you, Steve? Are, are you incognito? Are you hiding back there? Or are you, no, yeah,
1: um, I'm, uh, at the ETH nerd, um, as I nice. said earlier, I'm a big youth guy.
2: <laughs> um,
1: and then, uh, our, our Twitter handle for uh, the company is vault collect NFT. All right. Very cool. And I, I will have, uh, I do have a lot of your,
0: uh, handles and URLs and all that jazz, as I mentioned, um, before, as you mentioned, and we discussed, I'll have your link tree, So even if there's additional assets or updating any URLs or anything, that stuff can all be done through your link tree, which I'll include in the notes too. So it keeps it alive without people having to find dead links or us updating all the different places that someone might be watching or listening to this. In the
2: future. Um, Hello, in the future. Yeah. And in uh, <laughs> the past, um, Guys, awesome, awesome to talk to you guys. I can't wait to get out in the water with you, get out to Hong Kong 7s. Yeah, if and you're ever in the area
0: or if we make it to Hong Kong, that'll be cool. And I definitely want to do an update as uh, maybe a little bit further down the road map. Yeah, when you guys are closer there. to
2: launching with this thing. Yeah, 100%. And yeah,
0: I mean,
3: if you guys are ever great. in Denver San Diego, we might, be. Yeah.
2: We might be. I know yeah, we're, we're I playing a ski summer. trip here sometimes. All
1: right, yeah, hit me up. All right, we'll meet up
2: there. Guys, appreciate it so much. It's been a blast. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for stopping and chatting with us. And we look forward to talking to you again. Yeah, awesome.
1: Thanks for having us.
2: Thanks, guys.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in. I want to make sure you don't forget to check out the information and the links in the show notes. Some of that stuff is going to get you into freebies and raffles and contests and all sorts of other promotions. But also we've got a private group dedicated to our listeners and our followers. We would love to see you there. Love to see you collaborate, join and get exclusive content that we are only distributing through these other means. Speaking of distributing through other means, I want to make sure that you're also subscribed to our podcast, our YouTube channel. and again join that private group so you know everything that we know as soon as we know it